good to see everyone. We'd like to welcome our guests once again. Brother Tommy, I met him twice, I believe. And you know, sometimes you're known by your your parents or your brothers or your sisters, especially if you uh, follow your uh, brothers or sisters up in school. You know, the teachers say, "Oh, you're uh, your brother Hall's son or daughter," and uh, say, "Yeah, you know." Every time I ask, do you know Brother Tommy Burris? Yeah, that's Derek's brother. And everyone I said, yeah. So sometimes you're known by your brother, right? Or your sister, but that's a good thing. And uh, I appreciate him, appreciate the message this morning. And you come, brother, and uh, preach for us tonight. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Open your Bibles with me, if you would, to Proverbs. 25. Proverbs 25, we're going to look at verses 4 and 5. Proverbs 25, verses 4 and 5. I know you guys never have any trouble. Uh, everything's always perfect in your life, never. I go through trials or, or challenges, uh, but can I just make a confession to you? Uh, my life isn't that perfect. Uh, uh, there are times when we face trials and, and situations and uh, probably even when that rare occasion happens in your life where you do have a trial, maybe you don't struggle with it at all. But may I make another confession? Uh, sometimes I, I do. Uh, I have a lot of difficulty and uh, my faith uh, wavers and I, I look to the Lord and I say, God, why? And all kinds of other uh, silliness. Let me just uh, share with you, I recently was going through a difficult situation, challenges, not uh, having the answers that I needed, and uh, the Lord uh, just shared this verse with me, uh, the, one of the two verses that I'm going to share with you tonight, uh, Proverbs 25, 4, and I really found shelter and refuge uh, in this verse, and then I... I encountered other people who were going through trials and I shared uh, this same verse with them as well and they seemed to, uh, to be helped and encouraged uh, by it. So uh, I thought this evening I would share with you uh, what God has shared with me. And it's okay if you're not going through a, a trial, if you're not uh, facing difficulty right now, just tuck it back because eventually uh, you will and maybe it will be able to be a blessing to you in the midst of that trial uh, that's coming. Proverbs chapter 25, we look at verses 4 and 5. The Bible says, Take away the dross from the silver, and there shall come forth a vessel for the finer. Take away the wicked from before the king, and his throne shall be established in righteousness. Let's pray together. God, we thank you tonight for your blessings. We thank you for the opportunity to uh, worship with the Calvary Baptist Church at God, we pray that you bless the Rutherfords, Father, that you would give them grace and strength, that, Father, safety is their way traveling. Father, we pray that you would just give them wisdom and, Father, the grace to be able to lead as you would have this church led. Lord God, we pray your blessings on your word. Lord, we know that your word accomplishes a purpose whereunto you send it. Uh, we know, Lord, that your spirit 
can have liberty and move in our midst. Father, that you could impart to us or confer upon us the message that you have for us. And so, God, tonight we pray that you would speak through your word. God, I just ask that you would use me, Father, that uh, your people might be blessed and encouraged because we pray it in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Uh, we notice uh, from these verses that there's a, a situation going on here of refining. But uh, the situation is, is given from the perspective of the silver. Uh, now, uh, the refining process is something that you and I are going through just like this silver uh, in verse number four, but uh, none of us particularly appreciate uh, going through trials, do we? Uh, going through uh, challenges. When, uh, when we consider the refining process, uh, it's fortunate that the silver doesn't have nerve endings. It, it doesn't have uh, feelings and emotions and, and a mind to think with, but uh, you and I do. And so uh, we have this perception uh, about trials or uh, about difficulties, that that's something uh, to escape. Uh, it's something that we want to limit. It's something that uh, we want to, want to curtail uh, and escape it as, um, as quickly as possible uh, because suffering is unpleasant. Can we all agree on that? Yeah, see, I may not get another amen, but I got one there. Suffering is uh, unpleasant. It's uncomfortable. It's painful. It uh, feels lonely. It feels like we're the only ones that are going through uh, those kinds of, of difficulties. But Solomon, uh, as he's writing under the direction of God's Holy Spirit, uh, talks about uh, the refining process as the removal of the dross, that is, the impurities uh, from the silver. Uh, and certainly we could agree that uh, silver being a, a precious metal is something that uh, somebody would not just carelessly or recklessly uh, put through the process. That, uh, that when we're refining silver, uh, because of its expense, we, uh, we want to be very careful with it. We want to uh, protect it as much as we can. And ultimately, we have a purpose uh, behind the refining. And, and it's a reassurance to, to me anyway, perhaps uh, uh, it would be uh, to you an encouragement as well, uh, that God likewise sees us as precious. I don't understand that. Uh, not only do I not understand it, the angels don't understand it. They say, what is man that thou art mindful of him? But for some reason, God loves us. Certainly not because of any redeeming quality or characteristic that we have, uh, but because of who he is. Uh, he has chosen uh, to love us. Uh, and he has set his love uh, upon us. And so when we're going through the refining process, uh, we can appreciate uh, that God has a, a purpose in it. Uh, we can appreciate that God is not just doing this uh, for kicks. Uh, that He's not putting us through a difficulty because uh, He has nothing better uh, to do. That God is doing this ultimately uh, for our uh, benefit. I don't know what kind of difficulties or trials that you go through. Uh, but I do know that uh, when it comes to refining silver, uh, that you take the, uh, the natural ore 
uh, as it would come out of a vein in the earth, and, uh, and then you have to crush it. Uh, you have to beat it. Uh, then you uh, put it uh, into the crucible and uh, you stick it into the, uh, the fire. Uh, in fact, it takes a, a heat of 1,763 degrees Fahrenheit uh, to melt silver. You're doing all of that. Why? To remove the impurity. Uh, and so when we find ourselves going through uh, difficulty, when we find ourselves experiencing pain uh, and suffering, when we're going through challenging experiences in our lives, we can take comfort in knowing that God has a reason, uh, that God has a, a purpose, that He's allowing all of that uh, for our uh, benefit, whatever it is uh, that, that's crushing us, whatever challenges it is that we're facing. It might be uh, relational. It might uh, have to do with your marriage or uh, with your uh, children. Uh, you know, the, the whole process of having children begins with labor and it just gets harder from there, right? Uh, so uh, when, when you have children, you're going to have uh, difficulties, right? And so uh, we may have problems uh, with our children, maybe financial might be health related, but uh, we can certainly understand and appreciate that nothing that we experience happens in our lives without the leave of God. Amen. Uh, that there's nothing that we experience uh, that happens in our lives that God has not uh, permitted. We may wonder at times, has God abandoned us? But the scripture's already answered that, hasn't it? It's told us that He'll never leave us uh, nor uh, forsake us. When uh, Paul was at his lowest moment in a Roman prison cell. And everybody in, in his life had forsaken him. He still said that the Lord stood with him. Uh, and so, uh, while we might prefer to escape uh, discomfort, the best way out is through. Uh, the best way out is through. We just need to hang in. Uh, to endure whatever difficulty that we're experiencing knowing uh, that God is going to bring good about uh, from it. We notice that purpose. Uh, he says, take away the dross uh, from uh, uh, the silver and there shall come forth a vessel uh, for the, the finer. Uh, when God allows those challenges, those trials in our lives, when, uh, when we face the fires of adversity, uh, God is working out his purpose. Uh, that purpose is to uh, improve us uh, and uh, to make us better. Consider uh, Job. Uh, we've all read about Job. We know about the life of Job and we talk about uh, the patience of Job. Uh, remember that in the beginning of the book, as Satan comes before God's presence, that God is bragging on Job. He says, have you considered my servant Job? I don't know about you, but I hope God never brings the devil's attention to me. Amen. I don't want it. Don't want. But God is bragging on Job. And then Job endures a, a series of difficulties where he loses his children, uh, loses his financial security, uh, loses uh, his health, loses everything except for his wife. And then his wife says, why don't you just curse God and die? Uh, why did God allow all of those things in Job's life if God bragged on Job? Because God knew that even as good as Job was, 
there was room for improvement. And there was an arrogance about Job that God humbled through his experiences. And Job comes out on the other end far more blessed than he went into uh, those trials uh, and a better man as a result of it. The same uh, is true when God allows difficulty in our lives. Uh, God is working to improve us, to conform us to the image of His Son. Uh, you may feel like that God is punishing you. You may ask the question, why do I deserve the trials that I'm uh, facing? The Bible tells us, my brethren, I count it all a joy when you fall into diverse temptations knowing this, that the trial of your faith worketh patience. Uh, Paul in the letter of the Romans says we rejoice uh, in uh, glory and tribulation knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Patience, experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not uh, ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given uh, to us. God has a purpose behind the trials uh, that we experience. The, uh, the, there's a beneficial end uh, to every challenge that we uh, endure. While we cannot see it often at the time, uh, we're in the midst of God's refining process. Uh, God is trying to bring something better uh, out of our lives. He has a goal uh, in view. We can say uh, with Joseph of old uh, that his brothers, as he said to them, ye meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Uh, and so whatever experience that we have, we can be confident uh, that God means it for good. That God is trying from the raw materials of our lives uh, to bring out a vessel, uh, to create something uh, of a purpose, to create something of a benefit. When God first made His call known to me, I resisted. <laughs> I had uh, far, far different plans for my life uh, that did not involve ministry, that certainly did not involve public speaking. I mean, I'm just a, a shy introvert by nature. And uh, the idea of, of being up in front of people, it, it was not on my bucket list. But uh, I resisted and I said, God, you know, uh, let me be an engineer. That was the direction I was going. In fact, I already had a, a scholarship lined up with Mississippi State. Uh, God, let me go be an engineer and I'll tithe. And then that'll pay for preachers and missionaries and they can do it. Not me. But God had other plans. And while God has not finished making the vessel yet, He's purged a lot of dross out. He's still working on uh, some of the uh, impurities, uh, but He's continuing to do a work. And He'll continue to perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. God is trying to bring about something beneficial in our lives. He's trying to make a work of art. Uh, he's trying to make something uh, that's useful uh, out of each and every one of us and He's crafting us to be uh, beneficial to uh, His kingdom. Then we see the process. Uh, we learn a lot from looking at verse 5. He says, Take away the wicked from before the king and His throne shall be established uh, in righteousness. Uh, oftentimes in a couplet like this, we... I get further explanation from the second verse that 
clarifies the first verse, and that's exactly what we have uh, here. Uh, and the first verse we're told uh, about the refining of silver uh, and the making of a vessel. In the second verse, God brings it down uh, into human terminology, doesn't He? Uh, and He uh, speaks about situations of which uh, we are familiar. He talks about uh, the political arena uh, and how that wicked men who are advising uh, are, are in the position of counselor, uh, the powerful leaders are detrimental for the whole of a nation. Uh, can we say that uh, not only does that apply to seats of government, but it also applies to our lives as well. That if we have bad counselors, that they will lead us astray as well. Is that fair? Uh, this means yes. And this means yes. All right. and I'm not trying to slip anything by you. I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page here. Uh, and so while, uh, while we can say that for some reason that I don't, I don't quite get, uh, that corrupt individuals seem to be uh, attracted to power. I mean, you can send honest people to Congress, and before they've been there a year, they'll be so crooked you have to screw them into the ground to bury them, you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is about politics that seems to uh, just just be a naturally... Uh, naturally inclined to corrupt individuals, but uh, it doesn't only apply there. Uh, we can say that that's just one arena in which uh, it exists, but uh, Solomon's telling us is that if we remove uh, people that have a negative influence on our lives, if we uh, remove sinful influences from our lives, then we're the better off for it. Uh, that, that we benefit uh, by keeping ourselves surrounded by people who are uh, beneficial uh, in their influence. In, in fact, if you look at it, you don't have to look at it now, some other time, Proverbs 13, 20, it tells us there that we will determine the course of our own lives by the mentors that we choose, uh, by the people that we give influence to in our lives. Uh, so if you want to be a, a godly individual, uh, don't find worldly counselors. Uh, if you want to uh, live in righteousness and, and true holiness, uh, then don't, uh, don't find advisors or mentors uh, who will justify uh, wickedness. And so uh, here we find that bad counselors uh, will hinder any work or uh, any man. In the same way, uh, we could say the reverse of that, uh, godly counselors establish a work or a leader. God is telling us that He has to remove some things from our lives to make us what we ought to be. I, I, I have not always understood that. Sometimes there are some people that God has culled from my life. Uh, I went to Bible school with an individual who I struck up a friendship with and uh, he became a mentor of sorts in my life. But he was caustic, uh, constantly negative, uh, constantly undermining me. And yet, if, if I had been left to my own devices, we would still be friends today. But God removed that individual from my life. Uh, that, that fellow today is in jail. 
But God removed him from my life even before he got into what ultimately led him to go to jail. And at the time, I didn't appreciate it. At the time, I couldn't see what God was doing. But looking back, I, I'm thankful for what God did. Sometimes we hold on tightly to people that aren't good for us. That aren't going to help us be what God has called us to be. And God is trying to remove the dross so that He can make the vessel. Sometimes it's people. Uh, sometimes it's patterns. We develop uh, unproductive habits and destructive behavior that uh, God wants to remove so that He can conform us uh, to the image of uh, His sons. And, uh, and sometimes it's not just people or patterns, but sometimes it's preferences. Uh, sometimes it's just the that our uh, desires don't coincide with His will. And He gives us the will to desire His will. And some of those desires have to change so that uh, He can help us to be what He's called us to be. Ultimately, this is what the Bible says. God wants to do something good in your life. And while God is doing something good, sometimes the process of getting there can be painful. But we can trust that God is always working for our good and for His glory. We can trust that whatever He does is to our benefit. That He has our best interests at heart. And so, we can lean into Him through those trials. Knowing that whatever He's doing, that He does all things well. That we're precious in His sight. And that His purpose will achieve something far more than we could ever achieve on our own. God has a, a purpose. He's trying to fashion us into something wonderful. But sometimes the process is painful. Would you stand together with me? Father God, we thank you today for your blessings. God, as we prepare for a time of invitation, we pray that you would just use what you've had to say in your word to speak to us here. God, we pray that if you're working in someone's life and that process is causing them pain, that Lord, they can find comfort and hope from the Scripture. God, ultimately, we pray that you be pleased and honored as we surrender ourselves to your purposes. For we pray it in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.